So welcome back. It's been like forever since I had my last session. I'm not even going to sit here and think about the days in between, but a lot has been happening per usual, given that you've listened, followed my life story so far and where I'm at today, always something popping over here. But I am excited for this one because I'm currently living in it right now. So what you about to do, right? Like I always used to hear that phrase from my mom or my dad saying, you know, you always doing something, you always in something, you always trying to start something, changing something. I'm just always like, I'm about to do something, right? And I really think at a very young age, given all my life circumstances, I'm always having to create a vision for myself about what my future will be. I think a lot of people can, you know, uh, agree with me that when things aren't perfect or going great, uh, particularly a young age, you're like, well, I want this and I want to have this and I'll be this someday and I'll have these experiences with this money and this person and I'll travel in this place. That's manifestation. That, that Those are early parts of your life where you are telling the universe, you're speaking it into existence that these are the things that you want. Now, action comes with that, right? With anything that you are asking for, action comes with it. But what we're talking about in this episode is speaking what you want to create that existence. Um, and how exactly has, you know, manifestation been something that has been talked about as this like ultimate thing that you have to do with all these candles and this prayer. But I feel like anybody you follow that talks about manifestation, they are talking about it as this abstract thing that doesn't even like make sense to your day-to-day world. And it is very much uh, this external um, outcome that you're supposed to see. Yes. Do things happen after you've invested? Absolutely. But I think it's wrong to look at it from a perspective of I do something, I get something. Manifestation is very internal and it is a part of preparation. Life circumstances do happen. We are humans living human experiences. However, it is very important to think about it from a standpoint of what is internally going on with me and how am I preparing myself. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Being Olivia podcast, a podcast about a Black woman's journey to have healing, love, and joy. Each week, we will cover fundamental truths and tips from a full-spectrum doula. This podcast is powered by J. Olive Wellness, reproductive health and doula service located in central Iowa and servicing the Midwest. Please be advised the content of the podcast should not substitute seeking professional care, advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now here's your host, Jasmine Olivia. So if you don't know me by now, I run at 50 miles an hour, (laughs) not physically, but (laughs) I am always was past tense because thank goodness for life changes and getting my stuff together. But I was always doing everything for everybody and myself always needing to be a part of something. I'm chasing things. I talk a lot. 
And it's funny because my husband was saying the other day, he's like, when I met you, you talk a lot. So like, I'm not saying it's a negative. I hella took it as a negative, but he's like, you're an external processor. He's like, so the things that you, things that you're thinking, you're saying out loud. So I'm like, yeah, there's a benefit to it with manifestation because I'm always talking about the things that I vision for myself. Now, have I had to learn throughout, you know, my life, like who to share those things with, what to share, how to share? Um, yes, those are always questions I've always had to ask myself. But um, I felt like whenever I'm asking for something or wanting to have something for the future, I smothered my feelings around it, that it was something that I could see but didn't necessarily believe I deserved. And I think that that's so interesting to say, like, I want this job. I want this experience. I want this type of relationship, but also internalize that you don't deserve or can't get to or won't have. Um, And that it could be a dream, right? We talk about, like, I don't want, like, before I met my husband, I was like, I don't want a man with ambition, right? Like, when you think about ambition, like, yes. You can be an ambitious person. These are the things, again, we talk about things or a type of like um, behavior. I can say that these are things that I would want, but like an ambitious person doesn't necessarily mean that they are actionable with their ambition, right? So follow me here. Again, smothering my feelings around it. So big example for me is money. Money has always been a source of stress in my life. Um, I was raised in a middle-class household. Um, Did I have everything that I need? Yes. Um, Did I get things that I wanted? Sometimes, it depends. It depends on my mom was like, this is something you need. I was also raised around two folks who were uh, low income, having to share a bedroom with X number of people, immigrant, um, their mother was, you know, job to job, paycheck to paycheck type situation. So I had to deal with, you know, not necessarily um, understanding how to balance money, but then also not feeling the pressure of what it means to not have. Now, when we lost our home uh, around the time my teenage years, um, I knew I was old enough to realize, like, what had happened, how it happened, but that didn't mean that it didn't impact me. The concept of having to move out of your home because a sheriff knocked on your door, that is a very traumatic experience. And then having to, you know, witness your family break down, having to witness, you know, your mom going through um, so much and trying to like stabilize what she worked very hard to have. My mom and my dad were so proud of the home that they had got for us that was my childhood home and it was no longer something that we owned and had to move out but with everything that happened right we were able to move to a new state and and set new roots and that also came with you know issues around money my mom took a very giant pay cut moving to um las vegas and and my dad was able to you know up his income but that required having two jobs which wasn't necessarily something he had done originally since he's been my father, to my knowledge. So I grew up not necessarily, um, I would say I grew up knowing the value of money, but not necessarily understanding it. 
So I knew that things took money, but I never looked at something and said I could not have it. That meant like, okay, something had to go, something could be put on a credit card, something, something, right? Fill in the blank. I had to do something for it, but not necessarily understanding how to make my life circumstances kind of match with my um, my grip on reality when it comes to money. Uh, my parents saw things and was like, and we had we should have access to it. Now I won't get into like how I had to like process all of this, right? Because that's a whole other conversation. I want to stick on the concept of manifestation, and I use money because when we talk about the internalization of it. Because again, when we when we hear about manifestation, it's like, well, I do something and then something miraculously happens and then I can get what I need and want. But I think it's interesting to take it piece by piece of I'm recognizing what I'm speaking and the power of my words, right? I'm also thinking about the power of my thoughts and what I put out uh, creates vibrations. Um, we also know this concept of like, you know, I'm kind, so I receive kindness. I'm forgiving, so I receive forgiveness. Like this universe is a circular thing. Like what you get out is what you put back, all, all that jibber jabber stuff. That's real. Like all that's real uh, if you believe it. Um, but I think, again, if you are not preparing yourself internally for the things that you're asking for and looking towards, I think it makes it very challenging for you to get to and then have and then maintain. So if you ever said to yourself, I want this job, I want this type of life, and hypothetically you get it and you notice for yourself that you are struggling, what we kind of like chalk it up as is we need time to settle in. We need time to do this. So we need time to learn. But I'm curious is if you're having the reverse manifestation thing kind of happening, that um, you have used your manifestation to get what you need and you are not internally prepared. And I'll get to the internally prepared part in a minute, but I wanna just again, stick to this like 30,000 foot view of manifestation. So what, again, you ask manifestation to be something you want. So if you are feeling, and I'm about to read you your rights, <laughs> so listen clearly. If you are asking from a place out of need, if you are pressed for time, if you are not addressing negative patterns, if you feel out of alignment or don't address the lack of alignment you have, if you are copying what you believe to have because you see someone else have it, or that you've experienced it from a previous relationship or relationship that you've seen and feel like you should have it, if your language does not match your emotions, again, I'm reading you your rights, you're doing reverse manifestation. Reverse manifestation. I will let it be known that that is a real thing. That if you, again, are not preparing yourself, you are not looking at those things I've just outlined and say, hey, am I over here trying to rush what I feel like I deserve or should have? And rushing could mean a thousand things. So for you, if you're like, I'm trying to do this by the time I'm 35, I'm trying to do this by the time I'm 40, understand that saying that could really do some damage. Now, there are people who can thrive through that. 
they definitely have shown that they get what they need, but you don't know what they had to go through. And eight out of 10 times, they're going through hell, right? And hell looks different for everybody. But what they asked for, they weren't ready for. And I always say, you're asking for it. Can you can you receive it? So can you see it for what it is? It may look different than what you asked. And then can you also maintain it? And all that comes from internal work, all of it. You have already heard me say the universe is circular, right? Things aren't circling around you. You are giving, you are receiving, you are taking, you are putting back. Your gifts are not yours just to hold. Your gifts were given so that you can give to other people. And, you know, we think about transactional things like, okay, well, I'm supposed to get and give. Sometimes that circulation doesn't necessarily equate to you get 10, I get 10. You may get seven this season and give out nine. You may get 10 and not be able to output. So then you're having to get, you know, come back. And the universe has this way of getting you to get those lessons and those opportunities to give back. And if you are not aligned or or processing for yourself, this is what I need to do to prepare myself to give or I can't give. So this is what I'm doing for myself to fill it back up to give. Then it, it makes it, again, very challenging. So. Surprise, you can't con your way through manifestation. You just can't. Uh, you don't know when your manifestation will come you don't have the tools yet to sustain it. That's why it's, you know, floating out into the nebulous. You're kind of seeing it and not being able to touch it. Um, you may not have the right mindset, the right people, um, the right energy, the aura, the knowledge. And I'm not blaming you, right? But I think it is always good to recognize that you should always be continued, continuing phase of growth. And, and looking at aligning for yourself. There are moments in life where you should just sit still and do nothing. And as long as you're aligned and you are living in this pattern that is respecting for yourself and for others, then you will realize when that pause should happen. You won't feel guilty about it. It won't feel like a foreign thing for you. It won't look like it's not the right time. Like, you will realize, particularly when you're alignment, when that pause is supposed to happen, because then things will start to get settled or things will feel very unsettled because it's trying to push you into the new phase. We don't always realize the universe and you can take it for what it is. If you are spiritual, religious, God, your spiritual guides, your, your whomever, your ancestors are trying to get you to be uncomfortable we sit in these jobs, we sit in these relationships, we sit in this situation and we're saying, oh, well, it's very frustrating. If you feel like you are arguing or it is not a settled thing and it doesn't feel like it is growing towards something, I, I really need you to realize like that's a showing of you're not aligned. You're not like you need to reevaluate where your energy is misplaced and how you can, you know, redistribute or remove or add to, again, put yourself in a better alignment. Um, so we've already talked about 
the universe being circular. We've already talked about reverse manifestation. We've already talked about the fact that you can't con your way out of manifestation, uh, con your way through manifestation. Um, and I want to just like, again, reiterate how confusing manifestation can be. Again, it's this thing of like, I need an external result, um, that good deeds generate strong energy um, outside. And you really need to think about it on the inside. You admit energy that connects to others. You admit energy that starts new projects, have new experience with things. Um, if you look at the people around you, how much you're able to give and they receive, um, how much you're able to connect, you know, those moments where you bond with someone, like those random like vibrations that happen between humans and experiences is part of that your internal, your internal or your orb, right? is able to gravitate, recognize, and hold that vibration or experience that's happening. Um, and this is how manifestation is able to grow and be watered and be able to um, thrive even in dark places. So regardless of your circumstance, your internal orb is still admitting, admitting like, hey, this is something I could get and receive. And it truly believes that. And it's working towards that mentally, physically, emotionally. And the vibrations are still happening, regardless of how you're feeling. Because the real thing is, again, we're having human experiences. We're having really fucked up things that are happening to us or that we've experienced. We're having to shake those while trying to move forward. It is very hard to live in the past, present, and the future. Having PTSD has always made it challenging for me to live in the future, be present in the present and recognize my past for what it is. I always think about my past and, you know, my family has never understood why, because it is disrupted my orb. It has disrupted my internal mechanism to understand what vibrations I want to pull out and admit or the things that I can balance and create barriers of protection, like it has been a very challenging thing to do. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say, you know, what is your internal orb? Like the question for you is what is that? What does it look like? When I, when I visualize mine, it's super blue, it's icy um, and smoky. Um, it's black too. It has this hue that as it's rotating, um, it turns different ways. And I really feel like that's a piece of my sadness, my trauma, and my joy, just kind of trying to find its, its balance. Like they're constantly always fighting with each other. Um, and really what I've learned to do is contain it. I've learned to say these things can equally exist and sorry, these things can equitably exist because there are moments where my sadness takes over and it needs to. And there are moments where my joy takes over and it can. And there are moments when, um, you know, any other type of emotional, like seasonal feeling or experience that I have um, has to take over. Always say to myself lately, like, be able to live in my empty cup because I feel like I'm always, I've always been told like, you can't pour from an empty cup. So like the empty cup is bad. I don't think it is bad. 
I don't think it's bad. We empty our cups, unfortunately. And sometimes it's unconsciously and then it just happens. And then, then what? I've always asked my clients, like, you know, how do, do you know when your point is? Like when, when the cup is empty, do you realize it? Most of the time people don't, it just happens. And so how do you not look at your, your orb, your, your cup and say, oh, that's, it is what it is. Like, this is who I am. That's, I mean, if that's what you want to do, cool. But if you're, again, working towards manifesting things you want, it's really kind of digging deeper and asking yourself the question of what is in my aura? What is my aura? What vibrations am I sending out from that centerpiece of me? So let's get to what can I do? Because I'm sure y'all are like, okay, you always talk about the deep shit. I need you to like share with me what I need to do. That's your problem. I'm going to read you your rights as well. You want to rush your healing. Again, do you hear what I'm saying to you? (laughs) You can't con your way through this. This is not something that just happens overnight. And I truly believe it is probably a life experience that then my children or the people that um, I connect with or the children that I connect with have better knowledge and tools so that when these things may happen to them that they have a better way of moving through them versus, you know, having to carry them. So stop trying to rush this. Let's see a break and then come back and talk about what can I do? Okay. So I may not say it all, right? I'm going to give you some nuggets to start with. I'll always give you questions. Um, but I think this could be helpful to help spark some thoughts and reflection for yourself, whether you are cooking, cleaning, driving, doing anything mindless. This might be really good breathing exercise. I say as you're like thinking or answering or speaking things out for yourself to breathe, um, tap, do something so that your body recognizes that this is a safe place and time for you to do it. Um, I don't know if folks ever realize like when they are meditating or processing something that some parts of their body gets really hot, that they may feel some type of tension or tenseness in their in their shoulders or somewhere around their body, that they may get fidgety, that their breath might slow down. Like this is your body kind of telling you you're living in a trauma, uh, a trauma, uh, you know, type of uh, experience in that moment. And so it's always important to breathe and breathe through your belly. So the first thing I'll say is I am mantras are very, very um, helpful and they're a really great tool. Um, I wake up every morning. Um, some mornings I may be really bad at getting to it, but I try and tell myself every day that, like I'm smart, I'm capable, I'm able to recognize my capacity. I'm able to communicate my boundaries. I'm light. I'm love. I am able to receive and recognize light and love from others. I am enough. I am good. And I am mantras uh, often are very hard for people to breathe through because you say them once, cool, twice, uh, but then when you start to repeat them so many times, I don't know about you, but like I start crying because in the back of my mind, I'm fighting, believing what I'm saying. Like, 
my brain and my body don't recognize those positive things because I'm so used to feeding it negative. So it's like, hold up, what you doing over there? We don't do that. We, we, we negative over here. Why are you doing that? It's you're having to retrain your brain how to and expose your brain the concept that you are a positive and, and enlightening person. The second thing is when I do any type of manifestation, so anytime I write down my goals, um, I try and make sure that I put orders of protection, compassion, and love on the journey. So remember I talked about like emitting like vibrations. Um, I want those vibrations to be protected. I want them to induce love and openness from others because I never know who I'm connecting with that is supposed to be in place to help my manifestation come to light, to help my goal um, be, you know, real and tangible. Because again, if we realize the universe is circular, that means we're also realizing we're connected to other people. And often we feel like, oh, we can do these things ourselves. Yes, some things we can do ourselves, but do we want to? Like, do we want do do we really believe that living in isolation is what is the benefit of our orb, right? That we are connected to other people and the right people is what is important. And so I ask that my request be protected, led with light and acceptance. I ask that you give me the language to speak what I need to be able to purposely seek it out. So some of my manifestations are opportunities that are external for me. So I've always said, like, I want to be a uh, board member of a very, like, top-tier nonprofit agency. But that doesn't mean I'm seeking the opportunity out, right? Like, those things often are, you know, sent to you. Those things are often, hey, can you do this? And so I want to make sure that the right person and the right opportunity that I'm asking for in that circumstance recognizes in me that I'm a good fit and that I recognize in them that it's a good fit. And so giving me the language to speak um, what I need and being purposeful in seeking it as well, right? The third thing, I call it the tambourine. So this is where you are asking your God, your ancestors, your spiritual guides what you want. I think it's funny with any type of spiritual practice that we don't ever, we thank them, we give them honor and praise, and we glorify them in so many different ways, right? Uh, but we never say, this is what I want. We're, I think it's some type of fear. I don't know. I was I was raised Catholic and uh, non-denominational Christian. And so I felt like I was always taught to like honor God. And I'm like, okay, well, well, like, then when do I start asking for stuff? Like, when is it appropriate? Am I just a sinful person? And then I just can't ask for anything. But I think they really are seeking from you what you want. Now, the caveat is what you want may not what you supposed to have. That's a real thing, potentially. That's when it goes back to some internal work. You might be asking for shit that ain't yours. That's between you and your Jesus. Um, but I think, again, asking for what you want and building the intention around it and the sight to see if it's supposed to be yours. Because if you're asking for something and it's not yours, you should already have in place the tools to recognize that it's not yours. You will feel that it's not yours, right? Like, I have not asked for anything so far that has not been mine. 
uh, because I have the site and have requested the site to see the difference. So bring out that tambourine, call on your whomever, and ask the things uh, for what you want. And also that it be revealed in the people that are supposed to get you there. Um, because I really believe intersections are real between people. I have witnessed it myself. That I get on a call or a meeting and I'm like, oh my God, you were designed to meet me at this moment and I'm open. Let me tell you a story. So I've been trying to be a yoga instructor for I don't know how long. Like on God, it has been the hardest thing. It is If you don't know about yoga instructor trainings, like they're expensive. And last year during COVID, they gave like scholarships out to all these black folks. And I ended up getting a scholarship and I was super excited. And I'm not a self-paced teacher. Like I don't like people giving me a book and telling me to self-paced. I need to learn as I go because I have questions. I'm curious. I also don't have the patience. And I know my ministry that I don't, I can't sit still. Like I just can't. So yesterday, yesterday, this is a year from, from when I called it and said it. Yesterday, sitting next to this woman, and she is what? A yoga trainer that teaches instructors. And I said, oh my God, that's so neat. Like I've been trying to find an in-person trainer. She said, oh, I'm having one. And I'm looking at her like, what? I said, but you know, it's, it sounds expensive. And she said, oh, we have a scholarship. Not only does this woman have a scholarship, but she is willing to have me as a co-educator to work off the money that I would have had to pay in order to get. So I'm not only getting the opportunity for the training, I'm getting the experience as well, right? So now my job, is to take that type of information back and say, is this what is supposed to happen right now? Like, how does my spirit, how does my orb feel about this opportunity? Is this what we've been looking for? And so far, I'm just sitting in it, right? Because again, I told her, let me take a few days, give myself the time to settle in the idea of, is this what I want? I need to see if she's supposed to be my teacher, right? I need to see if this is the, the, the curriculum that I'm supposed to learn. And I'm also supposed to build this the experience I'm supposed to have. And is all of this supposed to be mine, right? Again, everything happens and connected for, it, it's the weirdest thing. But again, I that just happened yesterday. So um, lastly, lastly, being ready to receive it. That means you respect what it is that you have received. And again, you've worked already on the internal process of being able to recognize it. So you've received it and you respected the journey. So this isn't like paying a light bill by mail, right? Like, I don't know about y'all, but so far I have this house. I feel like I send my money and I don't know what happened. It just gets pulled out my account. Like that's not how it works. Like manifestation is not, this is not an exchange that I give something and then I'm supposed to get some back, right? It's not supposed to happen that way. Um, that you expect the carrier. So I'm expecting the mail person to give it to the company and the company to cast my check and then my bank to release the money off of the check. That that's just supposed to happen, right? That there, that I have no say so in any of the motion or things that are supposed to transactionally happen between me and my manifestation. That is not what I'm saying is happening. That there's energy 
for you in every step of the process. That means how you wake up, how you move, how you respond to things, how you see things, how you forgive, how you are open, right? All of those things are energy. You are in every step of the process, again, admitting those vibrations. So again, this is not like paying a light bill and then somehow the money leaves your bank. That's not how it works. Every, you are part of the carrier. You are part of the bank. You are part of the process of cashing that check. So don't think that at some point when you stop admitting that you are, you know, supposed to still have it. Like, no, 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 no. You, you need to, you need to recognize you're part of that step. So Things that kill manifestation, negative self-talk, mistaking manifesting for hustling. Ooh, let me, t- Lord, let me tell you, I, this whole idea, my dog over barking, this whole idea that I need, that I need to somehow run myself into the ground. My dog keeps barking in the background. Y'all just stop judging me right now. Um, Cause he heard me banging. Cause I was so irritated. But that I need to run myself into the ground in order to get what I need and I want. If you don't go take a nap, if you don't go relax yourself, that is still vibrations. Those are still vibrations. You giving yourself space and time to receive messages, right? Like you, you've asked your Lord or your ancestors, your spiritual guides, you also need to receive message. Didn't I just say not too long ago that you need to recognize that needs to, that belongs to you or not? That if you're asking for something that doesn't belong to you, is that something that 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 entity that that belief system that spiritual practice can then tell you? Like that sight goes both ways. It goes both ways. I promise you. So you need to recognize that this this isn't a hustle. Now, yes. Are you supposed to, particularly if you're building a business, are you supposed to put energy out there and be consistent, be thoughtful and intentional? Yes, but that doesn't mean you run yourself into the ground because then you won't stop. You won't stop. You won't recognize how to delegate. You won't recognize how to build a team. You won't recognize how to do those things. And so again, manifestation and hustling are not the same thing. They're not. Um, not taking responsibility, uh, not forgiving, not slowing down, downplaying your experiences or, or uh, your feelings. Again, that internalization, that orb I was talking about, my blue, black, whatever color it be turning sometimes, becoming like it is a thing. You're asking for a change in your life. You're asking for elevation and thriving and you are not in a place to be able to receive it and hold it. You will always be tethered to your old self in this new stage and season in your life. And you don't want that. You want to be able to live in this new season that you've been manifesting and it be something that is yours. You don't want to have to bring in old people, old feelings, old thoughts. Like, you don't want that. It's ridiculous. Like, you want to be able to be joyful and excited, right? Like, I feel like I've been manifesting this house. Now, I haven't been manifesting this house, right? I've been manifesting a house. I've been manifesting ownership. I've been manifesting financial stability. 
this house is an outcome, right? It is not the end. It is an outcome of what my husband and I have been working on, right? When you look at the houses that I have on my board, it looks nothing like this house. But I love my house because this is part of that journey, that process, and I'm respecting how I've been able to be positioned. Now, my husband and our family that we're building has been able to position for this house. So clear your space, clear your emotions, recognize your power. Again, I'll say it one more time. Clear your space, own your emotions, recognize your power. Those are things you need to understand all of that. And if you feel like you trying to fight me after this session, I need you to rewind and listen again, because you might have missed something. I was over here trying to give you some good nuggets and you tripping. Take a minute, breathe, understand, listen again, because I'm telling you, I didn't try to speak some stuff you over here fighting me. If you feel like you're fighting me, that means I didn't said something to your spirit that it didn't like. And hey, what? None of my business. So that being said, thank you all for another great session. And I will see you next time. Thanks for joining us this week on the Being Olivia podcast. Make sure to visit my website, www.jolivewellness.com and subscribe to the show on any podcast platform so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast, feel free to leave a review or tag me on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at jolivewellness. Be sure to tune in next week for more truth and healing. Always remember to honor you, your experiences, your emotions, and the work necessary to heal.